So basically, like, well, I mean, I think the thing is everybody's like, oh, they're taking advantage of him. Yeah, he's making money, though. Yeah, that's the thing, though. He's getting paid. That's the, thing about the Hollywood thinking about taking advantage of any of those circumstances where it's like, these guys get paid more than all of us will ever get paid to do yeah. so little. They're, they're fine. Stop worrying about celebrities. Yeah. I just did the, the thing the other day where she's talking about a kind of West Mentology. This is how they're doing him. It's like, I go crazy in the next room over weekly. You don't give a shit about me. I don't, like, he's a millionaire. He's fine. You know what I mean? You poor thing. You are, you are kind of like, you're the poor man's Kanye West. I have, I have none of the, I'm, I'm, I have the, I have all the mental stuff with none of the talent though. So it's just like my wall, stuff on my walls, feces everywhere, <laughs> cups of piss, newspaper castles, and just a bunch of bad music <laughs> that no one wants to listen to. Have you created your own shoes? Like no, that's, a, that's what I should do. Make you my own version of these headleys. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm on my own. Um, I like milk cartons. <laughs> milk carton sandals. Yeah. Put like put like garbage bags around your feet in time with, <laughs> with shoe, old shoelaces. And be like, these are the headleys. I'm a genius. I'm like Ralph Lauren. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Which I found out recently. From you don't got the answers, Milton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your sway. Well, you know what I was going to write Sway by the moment? Sway was so unbuffaloed by him. Oh, yeah. The kind of which had the, like, buffalo is crazy on him. So he's like, let him finish. And then he just kept talking. Sway don't give a fuck. Sway's great. Yeah. I like Sway. You know that, you know that head wrap? There's nothing underneath it. <laughs> what do you mean? He takes it off. He's bald. No shit. Is that right? No, I made that up. Oh, okay. I was going to say. But you you could see it, though, couldn't you? I thought the little baby bones of John Benny Ramsey's under that fucking head wrap. <laughs> Lock up your daughters. It's the Problemos Podcast. Es hora de otro podcast de mierda. And now your hosts, C.W. Headley and Nick Milton. Y ahora dos retrasados. But yeah, Kanye West. You're like poor man's Kanye West. Do you think he'll be good again? Think those days are over? No, he's gonna. It's gonna end bad for him. <laughs> you think? What do you think? It's gonna it's gonna be a fiery death. You think so? You think so? Oh yeah, he's gonna go down in flames. Like with a gun, probably. Yeah, I could see him very much like taking over something, doing like an OJ in the Bronco. People that is are like, so. People yeah. are like, pull over, Kanye. I could see that easily. A car chase, yeah. high speed chase. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like a, a Bugatti, like some sort of like fucking like <laughs> yeah. really like yeah. crazy car. Exactly. Yeah. Dressed like just, yeah. Dressed like Blade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like in the back seat and like he's not even driving. Fucking common is driving. <laughs> yeah, you know my dad hates common. My dad's so common in a barbershop once apparently, and he didn't give him a, enough like dab. And that's all. I'm like, yo, common, and he's like, oh hey, you're a fan. I guess my dad wanted him to like you know have a conversation with him back and forth. So he have, from that day on like hated him. It's like, common doesn't owe you anything. Bad move by common, man. Yeah, no kidding, right? Your father's a man of the people. He really is. People love him. That's true. Mm-hmm. A lot of people at his funeral. I was like, so many people there. I was the only one crying, though. <laughs> a lot of people just poking their head in, being like, yep. Making sure. Yep. Okay. Just uh, checking. Oh, man. No, he's a beloved guy. Yeah. Um, you told me we didn't. No one's going to be at your dad's funeral. There's going to be zero people there. No. Once again, people just pop their sure. heads in and be like, yep. Yeah, all right. Um, mm-hmm. Your dad, you showed me pictures. Mm-hmm. Your dad met the Clintons once. Yeah, both of them, yeah. I did some uh, fundraiser for him. He's a local politician. If you don't p- picture with her, he's, he has a Did finger. your dad have like a thing he was running on? I don't know. Pro- I don't probably. Like, I think it was school, school stuff. I think it was the school, reforming school, the school system. That's what it was. Okay. So yeah. he was, that was his big thing was, I'm going to get these schools fixed. Yeah. Like the whole thing, like kids, they ain't learning in them schools. What are we teaching them? <laughs> Nothing. You know, that kind of stuff. That's, that's the, you know, the local politician, black local politician is, is to ask a question. It ain't an indentured servant. <laughs> they were slaves. Exactly. Change the books. <laughs> if we had a phrase as a question, yeah. like, yeah. What, 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 what's in them books? <laughs> None good. You know what I mean? Lies. Lies. <laughs> um, Cream suits. When you're, but you're, did your dad meet just Hillary? Did she, he meet Hillary and Bill? He fucked, but they said, no, what, what, see, I was going to do another, let me stop lying. Okay. He met both of them. Stop lying, motherfucker. Stop lying, yeah, exactly. They met both. He met a lot of politicians. They met a bunch, yeah. Did you meet Al Sharpton? I don't think so. No. I don't think he met That's Al. like the pinnacle. That would have been like if you're fat, a black, like if fat you're Al? a black politician mm-hmm. back, especially back then. Yeah, the that's like fucking getting to kiss the hand of the Pope. Him and George Lucas, he, George Lucas made Red Tails, which is like our black Godfather. George Lucas made Red Tails. You didn't know that? No. He was so passionate about it. And Isn't his wife black? Yeah, both both he had two black wives now. 
but um, that's like Tarantino. Tarantino is really into black chicks. I think not anymore. His new wife is very white. Oh, is she? He's pregnant too. She's having a little baby. He's usually his hairline's he has long hair, but his hairline's all the way back. He looks fucking insane now, Tarantino. Good. Yeah, no, he's let great. Him, let he's, him just go crazy. He's earned it. Because he's always, I love that interview we talked about when he worked at a video store. How like he talked about how how no he would get no pussy, he'd hit on girls, and no one paid time of day. And like he's just swimming it now. Granted, he's like it's just it's so easy now. I go in a bar, I can fuck whoever I want. It's amazing. That it's is like, amazing. It That's is awesome. Great. He 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 talented through merit earned his way into being a hot person. Yeah, just great. That's the dream. That's the dream. It's become so talented. People don't look at the reason why they weren't fucking you exactly. before. Here's a question, honestly. If if it wasn't for like they, if, if fame didn't come with like like that part of the fucking, how many people do we we know would not even be attempting? A to lot. Do? You think most dudes? I think a lot of dudes. I mean, there's still the money aspect. So if I'm saying if stand-up comedy was like being a really really good like mailman, like it wasn't like that. Same level of prestige and pussy. I would say more probably it'd be like if you were a doctor. Okay, right. Because you get the money still. Because you get the money. Right. And like you can be like somebody of like a high class. But no, it's not. It's not the same prestige though. Yeah, but chicks want to fuck doctors. Now that I think about it. You want to fuck rich people? Anybody? Because power. Like the, it's it's like being the head of like the waste management. That's perfect. Yeah, there's no prestige at all. There's no it's prestige. Just it's just money. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody's like, oh, that guy's the head of waste management. So like, how does it work? And no one's doing that to that guy. I will tell you though, I take that back in a way because one of my fondest memories of going to nightclubs back when I lived in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Was one night me and my buddy were standing out like they had a patio area uh-huh. at this one nightclub, yeah. and the patio area was like right where the entrance was to the club. Uh-huh. So as people were coming in, you'd see them as they were coming in, and there was these four gorgeous chicks that were standing around. And they were just kind of like, you know, scoping out everything. I mean, my buddy were standing right next to him, and we're just like, these girls are amazing. Yeah. And we overheard them talking, and at one point, the girl goes, oh, my God, oh, my God. You see that guy there that's coming in? We have to get next to that guy. The other girls are like, who is that? And this girl literally said, she's like, that guy owns like six Fox's pizza shops. (laughs) And I was just like, in my head, I was just like, Oh, I gotta get out of this city. <laughs> what is did he, people in Pittsburgh? Girls in Pittsburgh aren't being like that guy. Is on TV. He like, he yeah. lives he lives in like the tower yeah. apartments or anything. Right, it's right. like that guy has pizza shops. How did that guy carry himself? Did he floral? Did, <laughs> did he see, does he like, does he seem like a celebrity? No, he's like a regular dude. He's a regular dude. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's a good place for guys to go. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, that's matter of fact, I could say this. If you're, if you're like a if you're somebody who's got your shit together here. And you can like kind of. It'll be great in over. You, you know, could probably take whatever you do here and take it to Pittsburgh. You could probably fucking get laid a lot, dude. If, that, if I was making like like a lot of like money here, I would definitely like like buy a house somewhere like in Jersey or Pennsylvania. I thought about buying a house in Detroit. Why Detroit? It's so fucking cheap. Is it really cheap? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Is it, is it shitty though? Oh yeah. Oh, you don't want to be on some shitty. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about Detroit, yeah. which I always think Motown. Eventually, white people are gonna want to take it over. Yeah. And that land's going to be worth something. You part of that fight? I think it's a good business plan, though. Buy up a bunch of land in Detroit. Yeah. And then just basically, I mean, like land that nobody has. Right. Like, I'm not saying buy, like, go and, like, find, like, a poor black family and be like, give me your land. Right, right. Here's, here's a six-pack of Capri Suns and 50 bucks. Get right. out. The bus pass. Yeah. But my thing is I want to go to get to one of those, some of those African soldiers to give them a better life than take over or take the neighbors back with them. That's, that's what we should do. Ooh. Get them, you know, go take, bring them back from the other tough whatever. No, here's what we do. We take over Bushwick again. This is the plan. Yeah. We go to Detroit, right? Yeah. With the black so- little kid soldiers? No, no. First oh. thing we do. We buy up all the land. Yeah. We get, this is going to sound cruel, but stay with me. Kick out all the black people. I'm not with you. Stay with me. Hang on. All right. We kind of say we're going to gentrify the areas and we get real rich white people to move in. Then all the black people we kicked out. You get mad at them? No. Oh, I never can guess. <laughs> we with them. We just go around robbing all those rich white people and taking all their shit. Uh, I'm not with you. This is this is this house is built on a foundation of stereotypes and racism. This okay, is just, fine. I'll just get poor white people yourself, to help me do poor it. Poor white people. That's a fine. Let, let and then we'll it. give the money to the poor black people. Yeah, they didn't, yeah, give it back exactly. Yeah, which I'm sure will go over great with the poor white people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor white people are um, they're making a comeback. It seems like. 
So what was your, uh, what did your dad say about meeting the Clintons? I don't think we ever talked about it much. It's in pictures. I, I think it, it said it functioned well, but my, my dad didn't like me. We didn't like talk very, very often. Oh, yeah. yeah so. But did he like Hillary? I don't remember. I don't know. My sister would know. Get her on there. They, they talked a lot. Uh, we don't want to bring your sister on. She's funnier than me. She'd be good. No, she ain't. Yes, she is. Your sister's like a stone cold stare. She didn't think I'm, I'm funny, but she's very funny. She's the, Every time I've met your sister, she just literally stares at me and goes, or anybody else who's talking, she goes, <laughs> she had me laugh. David Simon. So I've, I've been uh, reading out of David Simon essays, and I was talking to her about how, like, you know, David Simon is uh, so talented, a good writer, kind of ignored by the Emmys, and she just quiet most of it. She goes, she actually should Google him. She goes, nigga, ugly. I laughed for a fucking an hour. She finds me so untalented. She hates my music, hates my con, hates everything I do. Well, she's your sister. She's just supposed to, right? Yeah. Also, Siblings don't get along. She, your sister would stay at her place for a very low rent, so I'm not only shitting on her for her. Yeah, exactly. And she's, she's fucking again, too, so that's good. Oh, she's got a new boyfriend? No, no. She's oh. just fucking having a good time. Yeah. She got a new job. She's got a business. Do you ever feel like ratting her out to your mom? She doesn't care. My mom doesn't care anymore. My mom's just fully crazy now. She doesn't care about anything. Just <laughs> <laughs> nuts. Do you think your dad and Bill Clinton. Do you think Bill Clinton went to your dad at one point? He's like, hey, Mr. Hadley. You think you could hook me up or something? He wasn't with her yet. He wasn't with your mom? No, I don't think so. Okay, what's even better? Bill oh, Clinton yeah. was like, you think you can hook me up with some uh, brown sugar? He didn't need any help. Bill Clinton didn't help with brown sugar. Are you kidding me? But he probably was like, can you find me some brown <laughs> sugar? Yeah, he's like, there's a lot of brown sugar in here, but I'm looking, for, yeah. I'm looking for the best brown sugar you got to give me. Maybe. And your dad, imagine your dad and Clinton, like, just tag teaming. I don't want to do this. Some chick. I'm too, I'm too raw to go into dad stuff. Oh, okay. I'm too raw. I'm too raw. Does that mean? Like, I'm like, a, like, a open, I'm like a fresh scar. Anything, you put anything in me, it's going to be, oh, you know what uh, I mean? okay. Oh, you know what I mean? Because, see, I thought you, I didn't know if you were saying, like, I'm too raw, like, I'm crazy. No, no. Or I if mean, you're like, saying, like, I'm, I'm a bitch. You mean raw one or two ways? Yeah, you mean raw one or two ways. I do say I did have rants. Which my, honestly, I've never heard somebody use it in that way. Being yeah, like, I'm good, yeah. too raw. No, no. But I was thinking recently because one of my therapists writes in my stories. I felt you know like how character reacts to the main character in a, like a John movie. Like you a crazy motherfucker. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my therapist now. Every tour is just like oh, that's just not normal. I have no advice for you. It's just bad what you did there. Well, I'm kind of bumped just because I was thinking a lot of Clinton stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of Clintons. I'll call my head. You, you want to do, you do the bed? No, 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 no. Okay. No. I was just picturing your dad like hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I don't want to talk. We'll circle back, though. <laughs> we'll circle back when I'm, when I'm less raw. I'm fucking raw. Yeah, I'm raw, you know. I had two Put things. Put a pin we're... in this. Put a pin in it. C.W. Headley's father yes. on the plane with Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. talking about the bar selection. <laughs> probably, that's probably, that's, there's a lot of to mine there for yeah, certain. Yeah. But, oh, see, Jeff, you got any hypnotic? Oh, see, you always make it racist. You're so racist, by Your the way. Your dad didn't drink hypnotic? You're a racist, man. Every black person drank hypnotic. Yeah, no, no, normal. Just address this. I drank hypnotic. You're racist. You know you're racist. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Look at that gleeful smile. You're so racist. I just, I can pick out, nah, I pick racist. out the stuff in every race. Now nah, you're mostly blacks. Well, it's because I have a kinship. You don't have a kinship. This is like if I was a white guy and I knew everything that white people do. You're a white guy. I'm not a white guy. What do you mean? No. What do you mean? I'm not a white guy. What are you? I'm a black guy. No, you're not. Don't say that. Are you crazy, nigga? <laughs> I have an accident. I don't want you doing yeah, that. I'm sorry. You're getting me tight. I hate myself a lot. More Problemos podcast after a word from our sponsors. Mmm. That tastes good. Uh, ad read time. Um, I will be doing the ad reads this week by myself. This is a lot like, uh, not the last episode, but the episode before when I did the ad reads by myself. What's different is that last time, um, CW had to, uh, leave as soon as we got done recording the, uh, the regular part of the show. This time CW is just, uh, sitting across the room on my couch. He doesn't want to do the ad reads. He's not feeling well. Is that what we're going to... Yeah, not feeling well. And he's just sitting, looking at his phone. Now he's looking at me, which is nice. That's right. If you're not going to... Yeah. If you're not going to talk, at least make eye contact with me so that I can get some sort of read on how this is, this is going. Um, 
new ads. We're doing, uh, these are interesting. I got to say, when you handed me these, I like these. This is, I don't know if we're going to get anything from these, but I have to say, man on, on the, uh, on the, uh, choice. What did you do this summer? Did you go out? Did you get out of the house? Did you get out of your town? Did you maybe get out of your state? Did you get out of your own country? Better yet, did you get out of your own way when it comes to having a great, memorable vacation? Well, for those of you who didn't, let me suggest coming to New York City. No, this is not an advertisement for New York City. This is an advertisement for what New York City has to offer. A lot of people come here and one of the first things they want to do is see live entertainment. And I can say that there is no place better for live entertainment than New York City. And one aspect of live entertainment that New York City does better than any place else is stand-up comedy. Now, if you're looking for a place to see live comedy, there's so many clubs. And maybe one day, I think actually uh, on a future episode, it would probably be good for us to maybe go through all the comedy clubs here in New York City and maybe give uh, a little ranking to all of them. Won't be too uh, interesting, you know, clubs one through four, but after that, I think it would be uh, pretty entertaining. Anyway, back to uh, the ad read. Uh, McDougal Street in the legendary Greenwich Village, uh, this is a place that's ripe with comedy, okay? There's the Comedy Cellar. It's a famous comedy club. This is where some of the biggest names who have ever done stand-up have performed, and it's considered still to this day to be one of the best clubs, not just in New York, not just in the country, in the entire world. It is known as a mecca of comedy. Uh, Right around the corner from uh, the Comedy Cellar is the Fat Black Pussycat. That is a club that they also, the same people that own the cellar, they own that one, and um, it's just this, uh, it's kind of like an updated hip vibe kind of room. Um, also, amazing comedians. Uh, down the street, there's uh, a couple other clubs. One of them is the Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Now, here's the great thing about the Greenwich Village Comedy Club and why I personally, while we're, um, you know what, do this while pull up uh, the Greenwich Village Comedy Club website. I want that for reference while we do this ad read. Not on your phone. Now, come sit here and pull it up on the computer. If you're not going to be talent, you're going to be producing. It's a fucking team effort. We all have to chip in. Um, What was I saying? The Greenwich Village Comedy Club. The Greenwich Village Comedy Club, why it is so amazing um, is because, like I said, you have the Comedy Cellar and you have the Fat Black Pussycat down the street. These are hot, hot rooms with some of the best comics in the world, and everybody's trying to get in. And I can't say how many times I have been passing through that area, and I have seen people just heartbroken, literally crying in their hands that there was a sold-out show at the Comedy Cellar. They couldn't get in. And they kind of have this, you could tell, it's like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, we're visiting New York City. We didn't get to go into the Comedy Cellar. But what's great is, is Greenfield's Comedy Club, they pay um, these these men who are, most of them, if they were not working for the Greenfield's Comedy Club, would be lot lizards. And the service these men give is, it's, it's amazing. What they do is they go and they find these people who are heartbroken that they can't come into the comedy cellar. And what they tell them is, and I've heard this, and it's, It's so beautiful. They say, hey, were you trying to get into the comedy cellar? And the person will be like, yeah, but, you know, they say I can't get in. And what they'll do is they'll say, you know, all the comedians that are there are also performing down the street at the Greenwich Village Comedy Club. As a matter of fact, we have some people that are even better than what's in here. Now, is what they're saying true? Of course not. Most of the comedians who are at these other clubs don't go to Greenwich Village Comedy Club. And definitely, the people that are there are not better than the people at the Comedy Cellar. Let's be honest. But 
it's sometimes you have to give a lie to save a life. And that's what the people who sell tickets do. And that they're just the front line, okay? Once they take them there, they pull them, sometimes by the throat, they grab them by the throat, and they bring them to the Greenwich Village Comedy Club. All right, let's move on from the journey, okay? Let's talk about once you're inside. Once you're inside of 99 McDougal Street, the Greenwich Village Comedy Club, uh... Which, uh, from the website I can see, it looks like is owned by Broadway Comedy Club. Because everything you click on (laughs) immediately takes you... Yeah, you click click on the open mics. It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't show Greenwich's open mics. It shows Broadway Comedy Club's open mics. Click on their about. What does their about say? Yeah, okay, I saw this. All right, yeah, I like this. Their about section, um, in case you're wondering who owns Broadway Comedy Club, um, the owner of Broadway Comedy Club, the whole about section for Greenwich Comedy Club is his bio. It doesn't say anything about the club. It doesn't really even say anything about Broadway Comedy Club. It's just about him and how great he is, which is uh, awesome, which is what people are looking for if they click on. But let's be honest, who's going on the website? Come on. So when you go inside, and I think this is an important aspect to Greenwich Village Comedy Club, is, you know, sometimes um, you go to a place like, for instance, like The Stand, which is a wide, considered widely to be one of the better comedy clubs, or The Cellar, and, you know, you go in these places, and the aesthetic, especially like a, a fat, a fat black pussycat, like I was saying earlier, you go in these places, and you look at the aesthetic of the room, and you're like, wow, this is such a nice setup, this is so kind of cool and fun and I'm really like this is neat you know that distracts you from what's going on on stage and the people at Greenwich Village Comedy Club they know that they know that and they don't want you to be distracted you know when you walk in it's it's hideous it's drab Um, there's a lot of places where there are poles that block your vision of the stage Um, there are things that are so horrific about the inside of the room that you have to mentally try to block them out. And the only way you can do that is by concentrating on what you're seeing and hearing on the stage. Brilliant move. They have forced you to pay attention to the comedian on stage. Something that, uh, yeah, you're on it. That's the, these are the comedians that go, yeah. Yeah. See, this is why they have to force you to pay attention. Look at some of these people. Who's that guy? Go through. Yeah, just start scrolling down. I just want to look at who do they have listed as regulars. Don't know any of these people. Keep scrolling. I just want to see how long before I know somebody. Or we're on page three. Okay, page three. I know who that is. Okay, now I'm starting to see. None of. By the way, all the people I'm seeing that I know. All of them fucking hate Greenwich Comedy Club. <laughs> They've all told me. When I've seen some of these people, I've shit on this club with them. But keep... I mean, you gotta make a buck, whatever. Um, specially produced shows. Click on that. I want to see what's the specially produced... I'm gonna be so bummed out if my friends are fucking running a show at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Joke Wars... Oh no, what is, look at that poster. Alan Finn is headlining. Well, that's a get. Alright, go to the next show. What's the next show? Saturday, October, wait a second. (laughs) October 8th? I'm gonna guess that's not next October. Keep going. And then, wait, wait, what's the last one down there? That's, oh, Sheba Mason's comedy show. The Sheba Mason show. Sheba Mason is the daughter of uh, famous, you know, comedy uh, icon Jackie Mason. Um, and uh, he sued her because, uh, I don't know, she said he wasn't a good father or something. I don't know. Um Well, at least she's got her her looks to fall back on. 
you know. I should probably clarify because there's a lot of people that won't um, get the humor in what I just said because they're not going to look up Sheba Mason. She's very ugly. Very ugly woman. All right, so go down to McDougal Street. Um, try to get in the cellar. If you can't get in the cellar, try Fat Black Pussycat. If you can't get in Fat Black Pussycat, uh, look for one of those uh, lot lizards, those reformed lot lizard boys. Um, they're everywhere. They usually stand right around those two clubs and wait for people that can't get in to bring them. And like I said, they'll, they'll fucking drag you there by the neck if they have to. We now return you to the Problemos Podcast. In a real fight, Tupac or Biggie? I think Tupac, because Biggie and real that he's not a tough guy. I think he probably can't fight Biggie. I bet Biggie gets wrecked by Tupac. Tupac was in prison and stuff. Like, he was in gangs. Like, he was also a background dancer. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's tough. What do yeah. you think? I'm trying to think of all the 90s rappers. DMX probably can fight anybody. I bet DMX would take anybody out. DMX is nuts. Yeah, he would take anybody DMX out. would be the only one who wasn't afraid to fucking draw blood from Eazy-E. He'd be everybody'd be like everybody'd be like, don't punch Easy in the face. He's just biting his nose like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everybody's like trying to get easy body shots so they don't get no blood on them. And the age goes like age like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't want to get into DMX. <clears throat> yeah, DMX comes running in just like biting Easy E's biting, nose yeah. off. Getting... Yeah, literally, yeah. Brushing his teeth with the blood. <laughs> but that fucking R. Kelly slam is still my favorite slam in the interview. We, oh, set that up. We, we, uh, uh, DMX Kaz revealed that he was aware that uh, R. Kelly was a pedophile because they were doing some song together. And he goes, This nigga with a 15 year old, like, nigga, we're trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, not that he's mad that he's doing like, just do it on your own time. <laughs> he couldn't stop. He couldn't help himself. R. Kelly could not. He could not. He like, Boys, too. A little boys he was fucking came out in the trial. You know what's funny, though, is like, that's like a tipping point for somebody. That is like, real how shitty I am. I'm not yeah. saying you, no, but I'm just saying, is, like, yeah. This goes back to something I've said before is like we in this country, we judge how horrific something is by how much we were like, not if we would do it, but like, um, there was a guy one time who raped another guy who was in a wheelchair. Jesus Christ. My mom got old. He just, I remember the story was, I'm not lying. I forget when this was. This is like maybe like eight years ago. Right. And it's just like one of those like fucking horrific stories you hear about is like, apparently like there was a homeless guy who was in his wheelchair and like he's like a. What's he wearing though? <laughs> he up those wheels. He knew. <laughs> yeah. He knew he was he trying he was to doing. get people to look. Uh. Um, and some guy just came up and like robbed him. And like when he didn't have enough money, the guy just like basically pulled him out of the chair and like. Wait, wait, wait! Hold on. Run that back. Hold on. He raped him because he didn't have money. Because he's like, I, I gotta get something out of this. That was his his mindset. God, that's hard on a guy in a wheelchair. Homeless guy. No, 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 no. This guy was like, this was like a well-to-do. I think it was like, oh. I think it was the guy was, um, he was a guy who was kind of well-to-do. I think he lived on the like upper. I thought the homeless, uh, the wheelchair guy got raped. Yes, but hang on. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put this all together. Oh. Yeah, nobody was homeless. Oh. So it was like a guy who I think was like living on the upper west or the upper east side. Yeah. And for some reason, he thought he could cut through Central Park. To get from one exactly. side to the other, yeah, at night. And it just broke a night or something else. And yeah. apparently, apparently, coming. one or two guys, I think it was, they saw him because, like, he was kind of, I guess, like he was kind of dressed like he was like well to do, like he he was like nicely dressed, yeah. Even though he's in a wheelchair, right. and um, they like came up to him and like they were like, hey man, like, because you know he's easy prey to like rob, yeah. And um, I guess like the robbery got a hand where like he didn't have enough money. And like the one guy, like just kind of like pushed him out of the wheelchair, and like the other guy, not the guy who pushed him out of the wheelchair, the other guy grabbed him and like dragged him and over into the grass, oh <laughs> yeah, my God. and then just fucked oh his butt, <laughs> fucked his dead butt. What? A, he killed him? No, no, I'm just saying his oh. butt's dead. Oh right, because <laughs> he's like he's like fucking paralyzed from like the waist down. Do you, oh, this is what a horrible. So he probably didn't even feel it. What a horrible thing. Yeah. What a horrible world this is. Yeah, and then like they just like left what him. Are you laughing? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that tacit admission that is horrible. You're having a great time though. You're cr- literally crying, laughing. <laughs> just 
monster. Image of the guy crawling. They're a monster. <laughs> crawling out of the darkness. They're a monster. And the guy's still hanging on to him? Like a sloth. It's like a horror like a movie. It's like when a horror movie when somebody's like crawling out of the darkness. Yeah. And like it's that moment right before somebody goes to reach to help and them and you see get pulled back in. Oh my god, that's terrible. I ain't done with that butthole. Oh god, that's terrible, dude. Give me that butthole. It's terrible. I ain't done with this dead butthole. What's, you're fucking you're, you're a broken man, you know. Just, oh, but it's like when the, just the, a paralyzed guy pushed up, just just laying like next to a tree while some guy just fucks his head. That was terrible, man. There's nothing funny about that at all. Ain't a thing funny about that. Ain't a thing funny about it. You, you need to be rehabilitated. I've never seen you in years of watching stand. I've never seen you laugh this hard at a joke. Uh, You know what you look like right now? You know, you know when they, like the, the Cat William trailer where they cut to the audience? <laughs> you, look like, you look like you're watching Cat William. Oh, oh my god. How do you, is this a true story, too? No, I made it up. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so funny. Okay, you made that up? Yeah, see, I made it funny. Oh, it's real. No, it's. If I, if I Google wheelchair butt rape. No, there's nothing. Eric, I didn't, I'm not going to have to talk about it. up from speech. scratch. That's impressive. Just because I thought of how funny it would be. If a guy in a wheelchair got raped in his butt. That's not funny at all. We were talking about Oz earlier. Speaking of which, what we have to talk about is... The, the, the which is a show that's based around funny rape. rape. The first uh, the scene is the white... By the way, folks, just want to clarify. Yeah. When it happens to a man, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, when women it happens to women, that is not funny. I will not laugh at a woman being raped. But a wheelchair-bound man. But a, a, even an able-bodied man. The, in the first episode, as long as he's over eighteen. The, the first episode, the, the white dude already has his first line. Talks about how the the white dude. Because you're talking about how Oz is like misery porn. Yeah, Oz is Oz is nothing but like horrific stuff. Do you remember the white dude's in there with the long hair? What he's in there for? No. For killing, raping, and eating his parents. Remember? Oh yeah, I think so. And it's like, why? Why is that in this? Well, I mean, the whole. That's why I said the show doesn't hold up anymore. Is yeah. because shock value. Shock value, but also, like, we've now had enough TV shows that go into, like, that realm of, like, stuff right. that's too real. Yeah, like, the where you're is, like, it's real but good. It's, like, you know, it's a narrative. It's not like, too dark. Um, you know what's a good prison show was uh, The Night Of. I never heard of it. That's a really good... It, it falls off really hard after the f- first episode. Like, it uh-huh. it takes a, a big drop Is off. The episode, you said? After the first episode. After the first episode. Oh. The first episode, I will say this. The first episode of The Night Of... I think might be Great pilot. the one of the top five greatest pilots there's ever been in, okay. in the history of television. Like it yeah. is so intense mm-hmm. and so good. And like, you know where it's going right? and you're still like, how the fuck yeah. is this guy going to get out of this? Uh, and it's great. But the second was bad because like they kind of blew their wad. Well, it's just that like now it just becomes like a whodunit kind of thing. Okay. But it picks back up. It, it's just it they it just doesn't it never it never, it, never you're, the it chases the dragon the whole season. It never lives up to the pilot episode, really. No, nothing. Oh. Oh, wow. And even the ending, like when you find out who did it, why they did it, you're like, did you guess who it was? Um, no. But when I when they revealed the whole story of it, I was like, kind of lame. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Did they? How many seasons was this show? It was only, it's a, it's like a, oh, one uh, yeah, one off. But you're saying Orange is New Black is a good prison show as well. Orange is New Black is actually a good because Orange is New Black is at least like. Grounded. It's like grounded to, to reality in some ways. Too? Yeah, there's a lot of comedy okay, in it, I guess. Yeah. But that's grounded. They, like, do, there's nothing about Oz that's grounded. Everything is, everything's so heightened and insane. Yes. Also, I was saying to me, because I, I I did like the pilot of Oz. I did like it, but the acting is like very. It's like that very specific kind of like gritty '90s yes. thing, where it's yeah. just like all the black people talking those like. This is the streets and the yeah. game, you know, that kind of thing. And it feels like unreal. It feels like it was, like the way I would describe Oz is that. They were they were trying to do something where they were like, okay, NYPD Blue. If NYPD Blue right. was on cable, was how yeah. raw could it be? Right. And it's like, does it get better as it goes or worse? Oz. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's it. pretty it pretty plateaus. Uh, through, okay. Like from the first episode of the final episode, okay. there is so much rape, yeah. so much murder. More problemos podcast after a word from our sponsors. All right, we talked about Greenwich Village Comedy Club. While we were doing it, I did mention there's four comedy clubs located uh, on McDougal Street. Um, I told you that there's The Cellar, Fat Black Pussycat, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. I told you Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Some people would argue 
its top three. Somebody who would argue against that would probably be arguing for the other club. That club is the Grizzly Pear Comedy Club, and we're going to give that a promotion too on this show. Before the Grizzly Pear was a comedy club, it was just just your local local McDougal Street bar, a bar that was known for having um, a bunch of uh, asshole bartenders, uh, many of whom were uh, immigrants from um, predominantly white European countries. Uh, you know, the immigrants that nobody seems to bitch about but are kind of like the worst ones. Uh, so what happened? Well, they started doing open mics at this place, and uh, the open mics... They got so big. I mean, I remember when I first started doing their open mics, you'd go in, there'd probably be like maybe like 10 people at the open mic at best. Um, and then by the time I stopped going there, it was like four people. So obviously they were growing something. So they uh, started a comedy club in the back room where they used to do the open mics and really nothing else. I think at nighttime... Uh, I don't know if there was really anything that happened back there except for women being raped. Uh, But I kid. This is a comedy podcast. Think of comedy clubs on McDougal Street like um, you're at a bar, right? And you're really horny. Okay? Your horniness is how much you want to laugh in this situation. But nevertheless, you're, you're, you know, you're looking for a girl, right? Comedy seller's the girl you want, right? She's the girl you're like, I'd like to take her home. But you know what? She ain't having it. So what do you do? You wait a little bit. All of a sudden, you see a girl who's pretty close to her. Looks, you know, about the same level. You try her out. That's fat black pussycat. She's gone. All of a sudden, bartender calls last call, right? You're like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't I gotta go home with something. That's what the Greenwich Village Comedy Club is. It's the fat girl who gives good head. And look, we've all been there, right? We've all been there. Nothing wrong with a fat girl who gives good head. Like Dirk Diggler said, everybody has their one special thing. Well, they have two. Being fat and giving good head. And much like the Greenwich Village Comedy Club, is it something you're ashamed of? Not really. Is it something you enjoy? You might. You just might. Now, while you're getting that head... In your bedroom, sitting on your bed, and you hear the, the front door of your apartment open. You know your roommates are home. Are you thinking to yourself, I hope they go to their room? I hope they don't plop down in the living room, or else I'm gonna have to have this girl stay over. I'm gonna have to convince her to spend the night just to <sighs> keep me from having to walk her in front of the people I live with. Yeah, you feel that. But it's not bad. And that's Greenwich Village Comedy Club. It's not bad. I mean, it is bad. It's actually really bad. But in the context of where I'm going with this, it's not bad. Grizzly Pear Comedy Club. This is a step below the fat girl that gives a good head. This is a very skinny girl. Very skinny girl. Almost too skinny. Malnourished. You don't even see her in the bar. You see her on the street when you're walking home. After you've said goodbye to your friends. This is, this is you solo. This is not something you would even attempt if anybody, not just that you know, that might see you ever again in their life, if they were around you, you wouldn't even attempt what you're about to do here. You guys make eye contact. You know what's going to happen. You know not to make eye contact with her because you know what she's going to offer. But you make the eye contact because you know what? You want to laugh. Or you want to, or you want to nut. I, I'm getting my references crossed here, but who knows what you're gonna catch? You know, and you know those gums—they're bloody. There's a lot of blood coming out of those gums, so you got to be very careful. Anyway, the Grizzly Pear—you um, should definitely go to if you can't get into the two good clubs and you can't get into the shitty club. You should go to the Grizzly Pear because at least. It's a fun train wreck, you know? Greenwich Village Comedy Club is kind of a boring train wreck. When you're in there, you're very bored. But in the Grizzly Pear, you could see a lot of things. I remember one time I went to the Grizzly Pear. It's a true story. 
I was standing with a friend of mine who was um, desperately trying to start getting work there, which shows you the level of patheticness that the comedians in my orbit are. We are standing there, and a homeless man entered the Grizzly Pear Comedy Club. He walks up right to the back of the bar, which is where the entrance to the quote-unquote club is. And the guy who's taking tickets um, looks at him and says, You got a ticket? The guy says, No. And he says, Are you performing? Are you performing? Are you on the show? You just might be. 107 McDougal Street. 107 McDougal Street, New York City, Greenwich Village, Grizzly Pear Comedy Club. Check it out. Now return you to the Problemos Podcast. <laughs> he might be a genius, huh? He might be. He might be. <coughs> I feel like Dana Carvey's like always forgotten out of that. Underrated, group. yeah. Like people always think of Mike Myers and like Adam Sandler. It's so good that that, that guitar stuff bit is like insanely. Like, oh, did you finally watch the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Really, really funny. Yeah, it's a lot, you know. Yeah. Don't remind me how much I'm not good. He's good. No, he's great. No, he is great. He's really good. But it's not an indictment of you. Everything is. That's your problem. Is like you see greatness and you immediately are like, this proves that I am not great. I, I want to find someone that I'm worse than at something. That's what I'm trying to find. There are so many people. No. Give me an aspect of your life and I'll tell you somebody who's worse at it. Uh, someone who, again, I'm be specific. Unattractive in the way I am, very specifically. Like Unattractive in the way you are. Like, like both simultaneously goofy and uh, not... Not cherubic looking. I'm just like a, I look like a, like an, I don't know, like an imp or something. Who's impish, more impish than me? You know what What's I mean? the definition of impish? Just like a freakish, small freakish man. <laughs> You're stumped. No, I'm not stumped. Yes, are. There are so many losers. If you just walk down the street in the city, they're happy. Though. Little troll people. That's not the question. <laughs> the question isn't, are they happy? The question is, who is someone that is less attractive physically and personality-wise? You don't think I'm a sh- you don't think about like a, a shitty like a like a bad person. You say like I'm a nice person, right? Yeah, I think you're a very nice person. Okay, good. That's important. I'm making sure I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah. That's, that's good. All right. I mean, sometimes you're sad. I'm sad. Yeah, some, you make me sad. I don't want to make you sad. You make me sad sometimes. Hey, hey, uh, it's probably a guy in Wilshire getting raped in the park right now. <laughs> no, that's not going to do it. You? No, because I know. I know you don't mean that. I know you hate yourself. And that I makes do, me sad. Yeah, I don't have to do, I'm trying to will it out. It's like, just so yeah. sad. You know, I've had this conversation with people before about you. Yeah. There are so many people that we see that we're like, if we could just transplant their self-worth with CWs, wouldn't that be great? Like, like there's a, so many fucking like losers who have no talent and like are just like lame asses that you're like their confidence is through the roof yeah and then people see you and i don't care if you're gonna we already know you're gonna say that's not true whatever i'm saying so so i'm just gonna say no you've made me uncomfortable before already on this podcast you're an attractive guy and you're very talented but if we could transplant his confidence can we say that name no maybe (laughs) maybe we can i don't know Cried in a car. Reason about that? Cried in his car. Why? Because he um he made he was at a mic and he he was bombing and he said oh well I'm on shows. You guys know what shows they are? And that bomb and he felt bad I guess. And Dan said to him and James Pilsen he was in a car. He was just going like this, going, like this crying. In his he was car. doing the um. Phil Hoffman thing. Yeah. Like an idiot. But they felt bad for him. They said this it was like an ugly like, like you know like bad cry. It wasn't like a um. It was pretty rough. Jared Schwartz cried in, in his, his car. car. Yeah. Oh man! You know, speaking, we talked about butt butts getting fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky Martin and his blood nephew. It's his half sister's son. Well, here's the thing. This is alleged by the accuser. It's not. And Ricky Martin con- has denied it. 
Ricky Martin has denied it. That Ricky, but, yeah. but apparently, okay, so Ricky Martin is being, um, he's going to court about domestic violence against his and nephew. When stalking. Stalking, yes. And like, I think the charges against him, the first part is um, domestic violence, which includes uh, physical and mental abuse. Okay. Which is stalking, probably falls under there, right? Yeah. And stalking, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the second thing, which is the bigger thing, I think the it's 10 years or no, it might be more than that. What? What's the amount of time that he could do for this? Oh. Look that up. Ricky Martin. Yeah. But uh, the second charge is incest because all these things are happening to his 21-year-old blood nephew. Blood nephew nephew sounds like a title or something cool. Yeah, it does. Sounds like a pure taboo episode. It does, yeah. That's great. And he's married. I don't know he's married. So he's cheating on us. He's having an affair with his nephew. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Dude's got to be dudes. Yeah, I guess so. I'm doing a quick scan. Oh, he's going to face 50 years in prison. 50 years. First domestic violence filed by his nephew. 50 years. The, the chunk of that, though, is the incest charge. That's going to be... Imagine him and Oz. Just, How much do you get for incest in America? He's not in America? No, he's in like... Um, oh. I think he might be in Puerto Rico. I bet it's more here, in right? Puerto Rico. That's why they're saying in Puerto Rico they take it very seriously, incest. I wonder why that is. It must be happening there pretty often, I guess. Um... Jail time for incest. That's a new. That's something new for my googling. As far as a poor worker is in America. Wow, punishable by five years to life, depending on state law. Much lower here. Oh uh, well, you know what? It's also because it's like a children thing. Oh. But I'm saying like, when did the, I wonder when he started? The kid's so young. Probably, probably was doing it before he was 18. I bet. Do you believe it? First of all. I mean, if you're Ricky Martin, right? Here's yeah. the here's the here's the two sides to this, right? On one hand, you're like, if you're Ricky Martin, and you're like a god, probably in Puerto Rico, among, especially amongst gay men. Yeah, you could probably have any dude you want. Also, but, I've seen Ricky Martin lately. He's still, he's still looking, looking fucking great. I think it's boring, probably. I was gonna say. He's some taboo. You also, on the other hand, Ricky Martin might be so conceited that he's like the only person. Who is as fucking beautiful and sexy as me is me. <laughs> like, I'm the only, I'm the yeah, apex. Right, right. Who's the closest person to me? Right. And he probably looks at his nephew and he's like, he looks a enough. lot like me. My question is, was it consensual? Um, I don't know. Or do you throw him on a kitchen table? Like Odyssey Bay. Like Odyssey Bay. Like Odyssey Bay. Yeah, yeah. Listen to his own music. Um, oh my Ooh. God. This is. What? Hmm. Apparently, this is uh. They found um. This is like a thing that he said. Like he wrote a letter to his nephew, mm-hmm. and like that's one of the things they're using as evidence. Oh, that you they have the letter? You reading the letter right now? Yeah. Is it rough? Um. No, what are you listening to? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um. It says uh. I'm into superstitions, black cats, and voodoo dolls. I feel a premonition you're going to make me fall. Um, Definitely romantic. I'm into new sensation, new kicks in the candlelight. I got a new addiction for every day and night. I'll make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. I'll make you live her... I'll I'll make you live the crazy life, but I'll take away your pain like a bullet to your brain. Upside, inside, out. I'm living La Vida Loca. <laughs> I'll push and pull you down. Living La Vida Loca. Your asshole is devil red, and your skin's the color mocha. I will wear you out. Living La Vida Loca. Come on. Living La Vida Loca. Come on. Living La Vida Loca. Come on. Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I think like. it's. <laughs> How do you just make sure that's your name? I hope that right? doesn't come up in court. I hope not either. He'll be done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's funny. Did you see that Barbara, when Barbara Walters interviewed him? No. And like, in the interview, she, at one point she just goes, I just need to ask, are you gay? <laughs> I've never seen that. I remember one is that Winnie Williams interviewed Brooke Shields. I guess the only question I have, that's what <laughs> yeah. she says. Brooke, she interviewed Brooke Shields, and Brooke Shields dated George Michael in the 80s, and there's a picture of her, and the picture of Brooke Shields next to George Michael, and he has like cut-off shorts and a leather jacket with a shirt on, and when he goes... Do you know he was gay? And she goes, no. And she goes, but he's so gay! <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Wendy Williams? Williams? 
Oh my god! Yeah, it's like how did you not? It's ins- maybe the '80s you would dress like that or something. I don't know. Cut-off shorts, any era where that's not what you can. I gotta say, there is a whole thing of like celebrities that no one thought was gay that are so obvious. Yeah, Liberace. A lot of people didn't think Elton John was gay. That one is that one I can kind of see. Like he's English and like Mick Jagger seems gay, you know, because Mick Jagger's bisexual. I know, but like him and Bowie were fucking. That's true, and Bowie fucked. uh, No, sorry, never mind. Who'd Bowie fuck? Besides Mick Jagger, I I guess Jimmy Hendrix fucked Robert Frost, and I got them. Who? Jimmy Hendrix fucked the journalist Robert Frost. Who's the first name you keep mumbling? Oh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, Hendrix? Yeah, the house that, this is very corny, but the house that was recorded that Buster's Magic and was the house that Jimi Hendrix apparently fucked Robert Frost in that same place. Interesting. Yeah. And he said it was a very large man. He said it hurt. Judas Priest, lead singer, a lot of people didn't know he was gay. I can see that too. He didn't seem that gay. Yeah. But he was a leather daddy. That's true, no. But he used to yeah. wear chaps. Yeah, also leather shorts too, little short shorts. Yeah. He's, he fucking rolls. He's great. Never have bar once completely. Yeah, that's pretty good. Do you like your fan? Oh, I love Me Judas too. Priest. What, well, Iron Maiden, you like them? Yeah, I like like four or five songs. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Liberace is the craziest one. George Michael's crazy. Motorhead's overrated. Yeah, I like like, um, uh, Ace of Spades. Yeah, they got a couple songs, but it's not... I uh, I never got the um, Bruce Springsteen at all. I know he's good, but it doesn't do anything for me. It's good. It doesn't do anything for me. It is good, right? I know it's good, though. There's like two or three songs I like. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about what's his name. Like the Philadelphia song is really good. Yeah. That's well, a good song. I don't like any, I don't, I don't like that much. Ain't song. nobody gonna greet me. It's a good song, actually. It's Fire. You know, you and I, my it's friend. Uh, fire's good. Fire? Yeah, uh, you know, um, yeah. I'm on fire. No, no, the song is called Fire. It was covered by the Pointed Sisters. I don't know. It's good. It's a good song. Yeah. That song makes me sad. Which the Philadelphia one? song. Why? Just a sad song. It's sad? Because Philadelphia, the movie's sad as fuck. Is there something that can make you cry reliably? Yeah. What's what song? Um, hang on, let me go to my Boohoo playlist. You have a Boohoo playlist? Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Because sometimes what I'll do is... I've never like, seen you cry. Well, it's hard. Yeah. I can't. I have to force my... It's like throwing up. I can't throw up right, from being sick, so I have to put do fingers down my throat. Yeah. <laughs> to so cry? I do the same thing with crying. Like, once a year... Mm. I get to a breaking point where yeah, I'm like, I gotta cry, or else, gotta. or else something's gonna. I'm gonna kill someone. Right, probably me. You're up there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I have like movies that I'll watch. Movies make you cry? Can make you cry? There's certain movies. That surprises me. You know which one I'd like to rewatch, and I can't find it on any streaming. Moon, uh, Moonlight. Well, it's a great movie. That ending of Moonlight is so sad. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. This is a great movie. That's such a sad movie. Was one of the most like deserved best picture ones ever, I can yeah. think of. Where it's like father son stuff makes me cry. Yeah. Or like also, even yeah. even like mother son stuff, like anything with like a parent and I, their kid, like that shit'll like when like once they get to a certain like an adult kid dealing with like something with their parent. It, 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 that shit right. when it's done well yeah, can like sure. Um, what's the what's the, cla- what's the quintessential like the Godfather father son movies? Is it um, Kramer versus Kramer maybe? Nah, that's not sad. It's not sad. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Nobody cares about it. Like, two white people fighting over a kid? Who gives a fuck? No, exactly. Empire Strikes Back? It's like, here's the thing. Most of those situations are, they'd be fighting for who has to take the kid. Right, right. Like, my dad wasn't, by any means, ever <laughs> fighting for custody. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was trying to, like, get like, as much yeah. as he can, yeah. My dad probably weighed his options if for no other reason than when they started garnishing his wages. Because <laughs> he was probably like... Yeah. You take money out of my paychecks now? Yeah. Should I just have him live with me? He's probably like, nah, this is cheaper. One of the sad things you said is we're funny talking about how you, your dad would go to the movies all the time because it's because like you can just put you somewhere and not have to. Yeah. Pay. My dad was like, my dad really, I, I feel so bad for my dad Yeah. because I'd look back on it now and it's like, I was just like a fucking, like when you're a, like a single dad who like, I love my dad now. We get along great. My dad's like cleaned up his whole act yeah. since like the time I was like in high school and on. Mm. But like he was like a dirtbag dude mm. and not a great dad. Yeah. And um, I just think like when you're that guy and you have to like spend one day a week with your kid, it's kind of like going on a shitty date every week. Yeah. And like my dad would just like, He's I just, I feel so super, bad yeah. looking back that my dad every Friday, like just putting myself in his shoes, having to sit across from some little fat kid at a Chili's for like an hour and a half and listen to him talk? listen to him talk about pro westling oh, yeah. or like video games stuff response? that my dad had zero interest what in he, would he like 
how would he react to it? Did he let you know that? Did you see, make it seem like he cared about it though, or not? What he think? would he would he would pretend. Oh, okay, but like looking back, there's no way he cared because no, you no. know what? When that stuff, when I stopped caring about that stuff, he never mentioned oh, it. Of course not. And um, then it was always like, as soon as we were done at Chili's, we'd go see a movie. Right. And it's like That's for awesome. him, that had to be great. It was just two hours where he could just zone out. It's only once a week you saw him. And he just stuffed my fat little belly with Twizzlers That's and Coca-Cola. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then prayed to God I'd fall asleep on the ride home. <laughs> um, yeah. But there was a story that was, when I was a kid, and this is funny because me and my dad had a conversation about this. So we went to a theme park in Pittsburgh. It's like a famous theme park. Mm. And um, me and my dad spent the day together at the theme park. And I remember that I was kind of like unbearable to deal with just because I was like a baby. Mm. Like... There's a ride called a Gravitron. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. So what it is, it's like a circle like this, and you get inside of the circle. And what happens is it spins so fast that if you're laying up against the wall, the floor drops and you don't move. I see. Because it's like the, right, the right, motion right, right, keeps right. you in your no, place. Yeah. And that's like a fun little ride. Mm. And I remember my dad brought me on it, and we're standing there. And he goes, now you got to go flat up against the wall, okay? And I'm like, okay. And the Gravitron starts spinning, and everybody's like, it, it's really cool. And the floor starts going down. And I start going down with it. Everyone else is stuck to the wall. And I get into a panic because I don't know how far down this thing goes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. freaking out. Are you crying? I'm just like, I'm like yelling up my dad. I'm like, I can't stick to the wall. <laughs> and my dad's like, go flat. And I'm like, mm, mm. and like the thing is, the thing's spinning so fast that yeah. like I start stumbling and falling. And like now I'm underneath other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing. What happened? How'd you how that happen? I just didn't like lean up against the wall, oh, right? Okay. Like I like I guess I didn't go flat up against the wall. So then like later yeah. on that night, I just remember my dad were like in this deep part of the theme park. And my dad, I remember like I was like, Can I get another soda? And my dad bought me a soda. I remember just like as I was coming back to him from getting the soda, I see him just staring at this fence. And over the fence is a freeway kind of thing. Uh-huh. And across freeways where all the parking lots are. Yeah. And my dad's like, you know what? We're not gonna, we're not gonna walk the whole way through the park. We're just gonna jump this fence, mm-hmm. and it's like a security fence. It's like a twelve, like ten, twelve foot tall fence. Yeah, and it's got like the like the pointy parts on the yeah, top, yeah, yeah. so nobody can jump it. Right, right. My dad, he boosts. I go, I don't want to do this. And my dad goes, Come on, we're not, it's faster. But why? Oh, it's just because it's faster. He doesn't want to walk. He doesn't want to walk the whole length of the park, <laughs> which is a sign that he's like, I can't spend 15 yeah, exactly, more minutes exactly, with this kid. Exactly. So he like, Oh my God. He boosts me, right? And I'm like, like at tit level uh, with the top of the fence. Uh-huh. Cause he's like six, four. Yeah. So he's got his hand under my foot and he's pushing me above his head <laughs> and he's getting me up and I'm up and I start to get up to my waist. And I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, Swing your leg over and jump. And I'm like, all right. And I'm so freaked out. And I throw the first leg over. And instead of like then taking my other leg and going off my butt and jumping off, Mm -hmm. I decide I'm going to hold on and I'm going to like basically hang from the other side Uh and then let go. But when I do that, I don't realize that the drawstring on my basketball shorts got caught. And when I let go... Or like when I drop down, I just basically am hanging by my drawstring and I'm next to a freeway and there's cars driving by that are seeing this little kid just hanging by his waist strap. Oh my God. And I'm just, I'm screaming. What's your dad doing? Dad, He's like climbing the fence now trying to get over so he can help me. But it was a horrible idea. It was a horrible idea. So then he comes over and now like, I just remember people honking. Because like they probably thought it was so Concern, fun, yeah. little fat kid hanging oh, from his yeah. from his fucking underwear. It looks like. How old do you think you were? Like twelve. <sighs> Grade school. I still love you. He had to make a beeline shortcut. Yeah. How much shorter was, was it? Do you know, like how much time you shaved off? We saved like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> that extra fifteen minutes was too much. Dude, the number of times we left sporting events because my dad was like, "We gotta beat the traffic," and I'm like, "There's five minutes left," and he's like, "Yeah, but he's like, everybody's gonna leave in five minutes. If we leave now, we get to the car and we're out of the parking um, lot." Um, were you a yapper? Huh? Were you, you were a yapper back then? Yeah. You really were? So then my dad, so, so this is so this is like the fast forward on that. So I told that story to somebody, right? Yeah. I'm talking to my dad on the phone the other day and I asked him, I was like, oh, I was like, um, I heard Kennywood tickets are like super expensive now because that was the name of the theme park. And uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, I heard that too. And I go, you know, I was thinking the other day, I told somebody that story. Do you remember 
when uh, I was a kid and you took me to Kennywood and I said, um, you tried not having to go the whole around the park. You, you wanted to jump the fence. Yeah. And I said, my drawstring got caught. And I said, I was just hanging there by it. Yeah. And I was like, and people were honking on the freeway that were just like watching me hang. I was like, I was telling somebody about that and we laughed so hard and it just gets real quiet on the phone. And my dad goes, yeah, I remember that. And I go, yeah, I was like, it's, I just think back on that. The image of that is so funny. Yeah. My dad's like, you know, I, th- I, I, don't, I don't think of it that way. And I go, what? And he goes, I think about that. And I think about how terrible a father I was have been that I would, I would do that to you. And I go, yeah, all right. <laughs> don't make this I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. I was like, it's funny. He goes, yeah. no, it's not. It's not funny. He was like, but yeah. That's so, okay. so it's so funny that like yeah. the things that my father like the things that he did that I can look back on and be like that's really funny. Him, like, that's the English, things. Yeah. yeah, that's the things. Those are the things that he's yeah. like. I should that's apologize. Good. That's for that. a good sign. I guess. How does your mother handle your yapping? Is she better about listening to that stuff? She knocked my teeth out once with a nunchuck. No, with a metal bar. Oh, <laughs> it was an accident though, wasn't it? You were spinning around. Yeah, it was an accident. You were spinning it around. Yeah, I was playing ninja with. We had a door bar. It's a bar that keeps somebody from kicking in your door in the middle of the night and robbing right. you. And she kind of push. I used I was using like a bow staff and I was running around the apartment. I was in like grade school. It used to be me. Yeah, kind of. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, but yeah. nobody knocked your teeth out. That's, that's, that's what, what happened. happened. Yeah, See, yeah. Somebody knocked my teeth out. Yeah. I had to keep having really horrible things happen. Yeah. So I went up to her and I remember she just got done working. She was working all day. She's tired. She's got done cooking dinner. Yeah. And all she wants to do is have like five fucking minutes to yeah. just sit on the couch and decompress before she has to wash dishes and get my clothes ready for the next day. Yeah. And I'm running around with this bar and I'm like, hur, hur, hur. I'm like, hur. and like, I started like going up to her and I started like pretending like I was like, I was moving it in front of her. And I just remember her just like with like one hand on the side of her face, just being like, get, go, go away. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And she's like, go, don't swing that near me. And I was like, <laughs> and she goes, she's like, I said, get out of here. And she's like, <laughs> she like, she hit the bar and the bar came flying back into my face and knocked all my teeth out on top. I just love that you're so annoying. Your parents, your dad throwing over fucking bar fences. <laughs> your mom's beating you. And then the best part was bars. my mom was so upset because I had already. She felt guilty? Um. Yeah, she felt bad because I'd already busted my teeth once. I was oh, playing. Sorry, told me that. I was playing hockey. It was and, super expensive too, wasn't it? Yeah. How many fell out that time at the bar? The bar knocked out two. Originally, I lost. I didn't lose. I lost the two that I. Weirdly enough, the two that I lost on the top were already grown in adult teeth. Okay. But I lost a lot of teeth that I was still waiting to lose on the bottom uh, when the hockey stick thing happened. Yeah. But this one just knocked the front two out clean. Damn. I just remember my mom like standing there and she's like, oh my God, oh my God. And then next morning we have to go to the dentist first thing in the morning. And uh, I just remember when we got in the doctor's office, the dentist's office, my mom just leans over to me and she's like, now if anybody asks, you say that you fell. Yeah. And I was like, why? And she's like, you don't, don't ask questions. <laughs> Listen to me. If they ask you how it happened, you fell. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then it wasn't until years later that I was like, oh, right. that makes sense. Yeah, it's highly illegal. <laughs> yeah, you probably, they there we would have been. And even the story how it happened, it still looks like there's some enough gray to, you know, yes. to ask me more questions. Oh, and 100% looking back on it, I absolve my mother completely. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was an accident, and it was also me being a shit. Mm-hmm. It was just an unfortunate accident, but like to this day, when I bring it up to my mom, she tells me she's like, "I never told you that." Like she she, she denies it to this day. She lying to you to remember it that way anymore. I don't know. But she she, she says she didn't tell you to lie about it. She's saying. Yeah, she's like, I never said that. But she would have. Why, why wouldn't she? Yeah, it's like you're sense. a single parent. Like yeah, that looks who's, bad. Clearly, looks like she's on the edge at this point. Right. Like, why wouldn't she want to like cover this up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's always like, anytime I'm like, oh, because I'll tell people about it. I'm like, yeah, I was like, this is what happened. You know, like, it, and then the doctor's office, she made me swear not to say how it happened because she didn't want to get in trouble. You know, it's funny if it was my mom, she'd be like, if they ask questions, tell them that you hit me first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times, yeah. But yeah, uh, overall, good childhood, it seems like. Yeah. Overall, good parents. Where'd we leave off with Ricky Martin? <laughs> Oh, 50 years, maybe. 50 get. years. Yeah. 
which is crazy. He's not going to get that. Is anybody in your family you'd have sex with? Anybody that you found out was a relative that you would have sex with? No. My family? It's insane. <laughs> my, my uncle's wife is a pretty woman, but I wouldn't have sex with her. Maybe. But that's not blood. It's not blood, no. Not by blood. Not by blood. Grandpa, but not by blood. He said, like, getting dick sucked, which is great. I haven't spoken to my father's side of my family in over probably 20 years now. Oh, wow. And I always think about that, like, how weird that'd be. Like, say if, like, I was in Pittsburgh, like, visiting. Yeah. And there was some chick with black hair that, like, just came walking up to me in a bar and was, like, we started talking. And then, like, we started fucking. And I find out, like, it's my niece. Would you actually care? (laughs) I mean, I'd be worried because I'd probably dump a load. Uh, But the kid coming out of Mutant? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, although I think it has to be generations of that for it to be real bad. I think it, like they might just come out like lazy eyed. No, I think yeah, I think there's a risk of it being yeah, something wrong. Yeah, it's something yeah, wrong, but something it ain't like it ain't like crazy. mutant. No. It ain't like some mutant. Not gonna be a horns or a tail shit. That's yeah. like yeah, keep, like the Whitakers, you know them. The famous family that they all, they're all into. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that's horrific. Yeah. And their house is just disgusting. They, just, they eat dog food and fuck each other all day. I mean, why wouldn't you? What do you mean? I mean, when you're that far into it, why not just fuck like crazy and eat dog food? I guess so. They're so fucking gross looking now. Yeah. I don't have anybody in my family I'd probably fuck. That's a good. That's good. 